Welcome to another amazing episode of Kazi's Audio Experience. This is the podcast where we're not only going to sharpen our technical skills, but we're going to learn to become profitable as filmmakers. What's going on, guys? Another live going live with Josh A. Weber. Go check out his page. The dude is a producer, he's a director, he's worked with humongous companies. We're talking Netflix, we're talking DreamWorks, Columbia Pictures, McDonald's, Warner Brothers. I mean, the dude is a giant. He's went to, uh, he went to New York Film Academy, done tons of stuff. I was interested to bring somebody on that's not just a niche like a colorist or editor because if this is not what you want to do, then I don't want to keep bringing those people in because they can tell you, hey, this is how you can start a remote shop or something like that. But you'll be like, hey, I want to be a producer. I want to be a director. I want to be an actor. So I want to bring in different people to bring in different perspectives. And, uh, you know, that that's what it's all about. So you guys can get something out of it. This is what we're going to be talking about right now. <laughs> my brother did this. My, my little brother just made a story and he said, Look at the trends right now on Google search. Remote work just went to like literally 100%. Like that's the number one search. I mean, that's more than people are searching remote work more than Kim Kardashian. So you know, this is big. This is big. This is massive. It's happening. And this is what you need to think about. Like this is the thing. How do you do it? So everybody out there that's kind of feeling caved in and just kind of just going like, you know, they just got hit in the like stomach, like just got punched in the stomach, like, oh my God, I don't know. I don't know. I don't see anything. You're feeling tunnel vision. Just kind of take a step back, you know, and, and you know, government is there. They're going to pitch in. They're going to help out for a little bit. But in the meantime, start thinking about in my field, what can be done? What can I do remotely? And... Can I look at this as a blessing in disguise and flip it on its head? And is this the time? All the times in the past when I had everything on the back burner, is this my moment when I can get something going? Is this my moment where I can just literally launch from? You know, because the, the best thing about, I heard it somewhere, but they say the best thing about hitting the bottom is that it gives you a place to launch from. And that's the mentality. That's what I want everybody to think about. Like every bad thing comes with an opportunity. It's just for us to look at it. And sometimes we need people in our lives that can show us the way. You know, sometimes we need somebody. It could, it, and, and having humility at this point is very important because it could be your little brother that just gives you a little nugget, gives you something that you needed, and you take that and boom, you're gone. You're gone. Like, you know? Like it just passes in the past. You, you're moved on. Like big things are happening. And, and that's the mentality. That's the mindset. Give me some tips for visual effects artists about how to work in Hollywood. Okay. This is a good one. Don't work in Hollywood. Don't worry about that. Just work. First, you need to get work. Work on projects. Build a solid, solid, solid body of work that you can send off. Work on commercials then. Once you work on local commercials, then go national. Once you work on national commercials, then go bigger. But it's all going to be about you putting your work out there for people to see it. Your biggest problem is not how can I get my foot in the door with Hollywood. Your biggest problem is obscurity. Nobody knows you. Nobody knows you. 
Nobody knows anyone. Like even if you guys see that, hey, Kazi, you have 80,000 followers. That's amazing. The world has 7 billion people, right? So put things in perspective. So what do we got to do to get to that point, to, to reach out to every single person on planet Earth? So you don't want to limit yourself. You don't want to start off your career with how do I work in Hollywood, period. How do you work? How do you find work? How about we start there? Like you just keep working and then you're going to find people that are going to hook you up. You're going to find people that will find you. You don't have to find them. They'll, they will find you and they'll ask you, hey, can you do this and that and the other thing? And then you just jump on it and then the rest is history. So this is how you start. I mean, because a lot of the times when I get questions, I read them, I know exactly what's happening because I've been there. A lot of them just start off, you know, come like they, they just come off as like you know you're you're crippled like you know you're kind of stuck and you're figuring out how to do that one thing but i think the it's always the bigger picture it's always how about we keep doing it and then something is going to happen along the way that doesn't mean you're not a man with a plan that has nothing to do with that you are you do have a plan it's just that you need to know i gotta keep going i gotta put my head down i gotta go i don't care about the wins i don't care about the l's I'm going to put my head down and I'm going to go and let like things happen. So there is a plan. Like that's what I'm trying to say. Like it's not like just somebody just, you know, running around and not knowing what they're doing. But the plan is to execute, create a body of work and just have people freaking recognize you for that sheer talent. And then for you to be able to communicate. When you communicate, when you learn to communicate with the freaking camera, I know there's tons of people on the other end. But right now I'm looking straight into the lens and I'm talking. When I can hold the conversation like that, imagine how I'm going to hold the conversation when there's a person sitting two feet away from me. That's what I'm talking about. It's practice makes perfect. Communication is key, especially in our industry. doesn't matter what you do. So many times people are just like, oh, VFX artists just got their headphones on, you know, hoodie over, and then they're just working. That's not true. There might be some. But if you want to be a VFX supervisor, if you want to work on Blockbuster, like, you know, freaking Michael Bay movies, you got to do more than that. So that's, you know, um, how far do you want to go? What's your ambition? So those things are very important. All right. How you export videos for Instagram. This is going to be an amazing tip. And that's something that I never shared. So this is really going to blow your guys' mind. Now we're talking about a technical question. So um, just hear me out. Okay. When you're exporting for Instagram, obviously in your NLE, Premiere Pro, Final Cut 10, or you know whatever you're using, you're not gonna keep your timeline to 1080, 1080 uh, obviously you're gonna change your timeline to 1080 by 1080, which is a square, right? So it's gonna export a square. That's what you wanna do. You don't wanna export a 1920 and then crop it or whatever, it's gonna look weird. So do a 1080 by 1080, that's one. The biggest one, and this one goes for getting a good color accuracy because bigger is not always better in a sense that if you export a huge file, huge size like file, if the bit rate is really high and you upload it to Facebook or Instagram, it goes haywire. It screws everything up. So what you need to do instead is that you're going to have to export it in your bit rates. So you're going to have to change it to 3500 kilobits per second that's it like literally you have to change it to 3500 not 5000 not 10,000 not 1500 I've tried it all I'm a freaking 
psycho when it comes to stuff like that. So I've exported it every whichever way, 40,000, 80,000, and there's always this crazy color shift, right? So my 80,000 ones, all of, the, all of a sudden the skin just turned purple. And then the 40,000 one, they're still very red. 1,500 is too artifacty, like it's just too blotchy. 3,500, that's the sauce. It's pretty close. I mean, it still opens it up and it's still like the image is a little washed out. It's not exactly like how it was in DaVinci Resolve. And that's where you can do a little bit of, uh, you can overcompensate, you know? People hate when I say that, but you just gotta do it. This is what the internet world is, man. Like, I mean, things are gonna get compressed. Like, you know, there's gonna be a little gamma shift. All these things are just going to happen. So either you can go, Kazi, don't teach people wrong or have your images suck because they're gonna go online and they're not gonna look right. So for that, you have to just compensate a touch. So what I do is usually in my global adjustment, I just give it, I just exaggerate it a little bit. I give it a little extra contrast just on the cusp. I keep it there a little more saturation where it's almost uncomfortable, like just a tiny bit uncomfortable in Resolve, but then it goes on YouTube and it looks exactly how before that last node it looked in DaVinci Resolve. So that's one of those tips. You gotta play with it. You gotta play with it. You gotta be a psycho about it. You really gotta pull up two images, put it next to each other, play, do the playback, and just really analyze each hue, every single thing. Like, you know, for yellow to yellow, green to green, red to red, and like really see where it's sitting and what needs to happen, you know, to get it in the ballpark. So, anyways, Instagram, 3500, brother. So try it and let me know what you think. Have you had, do you have a paid course? All right, so. Yes, I have a paid course. It's not going to be live until May. Um, I, I launch it every couple of months or six months or something like that. That's that way. I'm not always sitting here, you know, shoving my paid course in your face. Um, I'm here to just talk about what we talk about and share what I know. Have you guys just blow up with me and then I give you an opportunity to get the course if you're interested. And of course, it's the best thing I've ever made. Of course, it's gonna skyrocket your career. Of course, it's gonna take you to the next level or else, what the hell, why would I make something like that? But that said, I will never be the guy who just sits here and sell, 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 sell his own thing all the time. I'm gonna give it a break. So then I will come in hard and then I will tell you to go get it, go buy it. It's the best thing for you, but right now, um, it's off the market. When it goes back on, you will know. All right, I've been watching a lot of the future for artists' business tips, and they talk about value-based pricing. If you can solve their problem, they can. That is a really good one. Value-based pricing. That's a really good one because it's the truth. Um, if let's go back and talk about it. So when I said, you know. People ask me, how did you get into color grading? And that came from editing. I was editing, editing, editing. I got to a point where I felt like, I love grading. I grade all my personal projects. I wanna grade professional projects. So I started bringing that stuff home, started grading some stuff, would go back to work the next day and just go, hey, here's the finished edit. Here's the graded version. What do you think? And they're like, graded version, what does that mean? Well, that's what it means, I'm working on it, blah, 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 using this software, and they go, this looks amazing. Can we just have that version? Of course you can have that version. So it started with that. 
no payment, nothing. I didn't care. The best part of my life at the time was that they were playing that in their demo reel, in their company show reel, and it was my graded version. And I'm like, oh my God. And it looks so good compared to everything else. And this is how it started. So that was the value-based proposition. Like, hey, this is what I can do. I can bring extra, like hire me for this, you're gonna get that and then some. Hire me for this, you're gonna get that and then some. Like that, that kind of thing became the thing. Hire me on a project for three people, I might bring four or five. You know, give me a budget for Red Scarlet, I might show with an, show up with an Ari Alexa. Now, I have to be smart about it, how I go about it, so then it's gonna be on me, my negotiation skills, where I rent the gear, how, what kind of big deal I get on the gear to save that money, to show up so big for the small money that they gave me to work on that project. So, you get what I'm saying? Very resourceful. You have to be thinking about all those things and that will only happen if you're in it, if you own it, if you look at it as your project. You cannot be in it for the money. Sure, once you're in it and you kick ass, you're gonna make so much money that that's not gonna be on your agenda. Nobody's gonna be talking about money. Nobody's gonna be haggling you about money. Money is not gonna be an issue. But when you go in as it's your project, they can just see it that you're taking it like that, and then boom, all the guards are down at that point. Let me see, I just see a request that Josh might be live. Yo! What's going on, brother? Hey, how are you? Good, how are you, man? Uh, I'm great, sorry. Uh, my apologies for the delay. No, it's all good. All right, brother, um, I introduced you, so why don't you just give us a quick history? Just take us through it. Man, history, boy, oh boy. I, uh, I'm an independent filmmaker through and through. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've been uh, I've been making films for about ten years. I'm about uh, eight or nine features in. Jeez, and, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, I consider myself uh, a monster in the industry, but nobody knows my name. Oh, I love that, dude! I love that. That is amazing. Like because you put yeah. your head down and you go. You're just doing it. You're executing. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow, that's amazing, brother. That's uh, my secret sauce. That's your sauce. And I looked at, you know, you, you did collaborate with big, big companies. You know, you work for Netflix, you did stuff for, you know, Warner Brothers, like McDonald's, all these big companies. So you, you figure out a way to fit them in to your indie films that you're working on? Or these, some of these films are actually for other companies too? I mean, in regards to Netflix, that was more so a licensing deal for a film that we uh, produced independently. Okay. Uh, a lot of the deals are partnership based. Uh, you know, in, uh, in reference to like our earlier state in my career, I would freelance and uh, work for different companies and such. But I guess in the last, let's say, six years or so, I focused on uh, just kind of breaking away and focus on you know producing our own content, strictly licensing it. It's huge, right? Like, I mean producing your own content like original content whether it's on social media or then it go, goes bigger and it goes on netflix i feel like you can't put it, put the value on that and that's something that people need to understand that the power of you know personal branding today has more leverage than anything it doesn't matter how badass of a colorist or editor whoever you are if you're working if you're working under somebody's umbrella if you're working under a company and you're just a cog in the wheel 
doesn't matter. Nobody knows you. Like you need to have your own name. Isn't it so big and isn't it so important in this day and age? I think it's important for sure. Branding is uh, is very important for longevity and uh, long term. Uh, I was always a fan of like I, I don't I don't feel like I, I I work within a box at least for my approach on things. Um, and I'm very like instinctual as a businessman and a filmmaker in general. Um, so I, um, but I don't think I'll, I'll be honest. I don't think it's such a bad thing to work for somebody early on, oh, sure. uh, learn from their experience, uh, you know, and, and their outlook, um, kind of be able to fall forward and make mistakes with, uh, whatever is available to them as a company first and foremost, uh, which was something that I didn't, you know, it's something that I think I tried to do early on in my career, but I couldn't find that as an option. And, uh, so I just went at it on my own and found my own way. Uh, however, I, I think if I were to advise somebody, uh, starting off, I would say, Hey, try and get a job at a Warner brothers, try and get a job at a a Sony or Paramount, learn, connect and utilize that for your own business and branding in the future. No, dude, I, I love yeah. that because I think I think here's the thing that I want to talk about. I feel like there are people, people fresh out of college, they're just in a rush. Like everybody's in a hurry and everybody at the age of 15, like have their own business going on and they got business ideas. And the thing is that I tell people, don't rush, but don't be lazy. When you don't yeah. rush, that doesn't mean that then all of a sudden you're just going to be playing, you know, P- you know, FIFA and you're just going to think that it's going to come to you. Like somehow one day you're going to wake up in Eureka like you got the idea. So that's not what I'm saying. But what, what you just said, what Josh just said is so freaking important that you can methodically invest the first 10 years of your life, the first decade of your career learning from the big dogs because that's going to give you the tool you cannot acquire on your own. And that's the biggest thing that it's going to do is it's going to give you humility, humility that you cannot find in those like guys that just fresh out of college and they're just running their own companies, doing their own things, but not doing it where they should be like at the caliber that they should be. And it's because they just don't listen to anyone. They don't have that humility. It comes from listening to people, working under creative directors, working under people that, you know, going into jobs that you're better than them in terms of skill set. But then you just have to listen to them and you have to learn that game. And that's very important. Yeah, humility, very important. I agree. Absolutely. Brother, can you talk about, so uh, New York Film Academy, um, I'll, I want to hear your take on it. You know, was it was it useful? Uh, would you recommend people do it in 2020? Go to school and a, a, a good school like that? Particularly that program, I highly recommend it. Uh, only for a learning type like me, right? So I'm, I, I, from a background, from a schooling perspective, I went to uh, five different elementary schools, seven different high schools, uh, four different colleges. I mean, I bounced around a lot. I didn't have a proper scholastic background. I, I was the kid who used to blow into class late, didn't have a pencil or a pen, and I would just try and learn and be within the moment um so i i I wouldn't i wouldn't have lasted in a um in a proper scholastic setting other than the new york film academy uh for filmmaking i don't think like i couldn't have gone to a traditional four-year program school what i found was interesting with uh or beneficial with new york film academy was within the first five days they put a camera in your hand and they say here 
go make a movie go That's make your first amazing. little thing you know hey get your buddy to 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 take a camera and do this they actively promote the idea of creating and falling forward and uh, and they and they provide you with the tools uh in order to do that so i, I found it really beneficial that's so I, I, I would recommend it and and you don't have to go for a long period of time you know you can you can learn the basics within two weeks or three weeks and wow. go on your own the, the key is experience that changes everything because it's like you know i went to a traditional school and that's why i don't i don't write home about it because it's just we know you know i don't even want to get into it but yeah a boot camp setting something like a workshop style thing like where you just go in and boom like you're ready to go you hit the ground running whole different story and then on top of it you build connections so you can't put a price yeah. on it so that's a great take man and i i feel the same way about like extension program at ucla like all those courses I feel like it's pretty solid because you go in for the niche thing, like that one thing, and you just like master it and you move on to the next thing, you know? That's right. So let's talk about it. Like right now, I know you're, you're aren't you working with uh, Justin right now? You're working on a feature? Justin Jones, yeah, he's amazing. Hell yeah, man. He, he's, he's the guy who I like to say made all of my visual dreams come true. Oh, wow. I, I got to tell you, flat out, uh, was an incredible, it has been an incredible experience thus far. Uh, I, I look forward to, uh, to hopefully making every picture with him in the future. Oh, wow. He's a guy where I can give him a vague description, which, which I've never experienced this before from a collaboration standpoint, where I can just give him a vague description of kind of what I'm looking for, and he'll go above and beyond, and he'll give me better than what I was envisioning in my mind. Uh, wow, dude, that's huge. That's huge. Uh, that's what I gotta say about Justin. He's, he's incredible. I, I, I'm a big fan of him. I, I love, I love everything about him. I love his temperament. I, uh, I, I, yeah, he's a great guy. I know, such a chill, Cali dude. I, lo I love him too. And it's just so funny. Like he, he just, uh, he DM'd me yesterday, and he's like, "Hey man, just saw that you're going live with uh, Josh." And he's like, "Did you know this?" I'm like, "Wait, what is happening, man? Small world. That's crazy." Um, so with everything that's going, what, what is it? No, I was just going to say you guys are, are, are buddies. Yeah. I mean, we know each other, but we, we discovered each other through Instagram, but then like, we've been like just talking to each other for like months. So, um, oh, cool. I wanted to ask you with what's going on right now, um, you know, like current situation, does that affect producers and directors does that affect does that throw a monkey wrench in your current project let's just say the feature that you're working on or something and if that's the case how do you handle it what's what's your approach to stay productive so i think i think it affects everyone in every industry currently uh specifically to me yes it affects us greatly uh you know we're in the midst of a production at the moment uh, we're in the midst of uh, several other obligations at the moment, um, and and yeah, we're we're at a total standstill from a filming standpoint. Uh, we are at a pivot state from a finance standpoint uh, moving forward, and um, yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, but you know, it, it's nothing that uh, I'm not used to, you know, in in regards to the. Um, 
the need to pivot as independent you're constantly pivoting there's always an obstacle there's always something in front of you that you got to get around and figure out so i'm i'm in the hot seat every other day so i'm i'm it's 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 yes it's a crazy uh situation that the world is under um but this is uh it's just another day day in the life and and uh an added chronicle to the chronicles of josh weber that's all yeah so to develop that kind of attitude and coming from that point of view and always be ready for something like this when you do it it comes easy to you right but if you were to give like turn it into like a three point thing for people that don't have that or starting out or can use this technique how yeah. would you approach it uh so first and foremost i'm a big fan of positivity so i'm a fan of whatever your situation you have to find the silver lining you right. have to see the benefit to you uh, in in every aspect, there's always a benefit. There's always a plus and a minus. Uh, so try and uh, first and foremost get positive, get active, and uh, and and look uh, for your silver lining in the situation. Um, look for your this my my dog. She wants to come out and chat with us. Maybe um, I, my actual dog. Uh, <laughs> this is Athena. So I think you, you have to you have to stay positive. You have to know that uh, if you stay positive and you push forward towards your goal, eventually something will open up. Uh, there was a great um, there was a great saying that my father used to tell me when I first moved out here to pursue my career. He was like, Josh, because he's just like a. Uh, an everyday businessman, you know, good old Canadian guy, you know, and, and he told me, he's like, Josh, you gotta be uh, like a vacuum salesman. You gotta go door to door, banging dude. on doors until you sell one of your vacuums. That's it. Uh, and, and don't forget that's a vacuum in your hand and go. And, and I just always took that outlet and, and, and it served me well and uh and and i also think that you know yeah times are tough and, and you run into obstacles and things but dude we're so lucky we're this is you know it's like this is our obstacle you know what i mean like yeah, yeah, oh yeah, man yeah. i gotta do this to, to to make art you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, i don't have it's it's uh it's an incredible world you just gotta you gotta be positive about it and it'll work out no i have to agree with you and and that attitude man what your dad told you 100 dude it's like i i don't understand i i know so many talented friends that just refuse to like be salesy is what the word that they use and i'm like well if nobody knows about it if joe doesn't know about that john is incredible at after effects joe hires someone else and not john it's just simple yeah. as that you're going to have to talk about it. You're going to have to tell people that you are good at this. If you don't communicate with your wife, you get a divorce. It's just simple as yeah. that, you know? So you, you're going to have to communicate, like, you know what it is. Yeah. So people don't get that, but then you put it in a different context, all of a sudden they get it and they were like, hey, how about if you take this and bring it here and see then if you find success, you know? Yeah. Um, so I love it's it, It's a skill dude. like anything else. It's something that... Uh... You, you just get better at and uh yeah sales are an important uh, part of everyday life in general josh when you started out 
Did you start out, did you just want it to be a director day one or did you edit, did you shoot, did you go through the channels to get here? Uh, so I went through the channels for sure. Uh, but however, I always uh, looked towards uh, directing uh, as my prime uh, goal. However, I, I did everything out of necessity. I mean, I just, um, another great piece of advice that I got early on was stay within my field of interest. No matter what it is, as long as it's within my field of interest, then uh, then I should be doing it. So I looked for any and every opportunity uh, to be either uh, around a production or a part of a production and uh, and sharpen my skills with the process with my goals in mind. Love it, dude. Directing. So besides being the freaking head honcho and, and the shot caller, what specifically attracts you? When it comes to directing, what's what's the thing? What's the thing that I need to do this over X, Y, and Z? It's really just a, a passion for storytelling. I, I, I just I gravitate towards the art of telling a story and understanding it as a whole. Um, and and I just feel like it's my greatest attribute, you know, as a. You know, I'm very much a producer director. I produce out of necessity because I'm good at it. Ultimately, and, it's know, a great just, combo. Yeah, but I, um, my passion is as a director. I, I just, I, I, I have a great sense of story and and uh, and, and how to go about um, formulating a a project. And my instincts are very strong, so I think. Um, and I look forward in time to creating like some, you know, world renowned masterpiece films where you're like, man, you did that fucking movie. You know? yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, that's kind of what my thoughts are in regards to that. Um, what's your so who's your uh, who's your uh, he hero director? Who's your favorite director when you were growing up and you were like, I want to make movies just like this guy? I mean, if I had to point to one person. Yeah, uh, I would say uh, you're gonna be like what, that guy. <laughs> uh, I would say um, I would say Michael Bay, and I'll tell you the reasoning behind it. Right, dude, because you don't I'm have never... to sell me. I'm sold, baby. Okay, I'm sold. Let's people, go. <laughs> some people try and hate on me for that. And, Hell and, no. Yeah, and I, I I'll tell you my reasoning behind that is I'll never forget sitting there in the theater. You know, watching Bad Boys and being like, "Man, that shit is fucking awesome." Yes. And I'm, and I'm excited. Yes. And then, and then watching Transformers and saying, "How the fuck did he get that one shot? How did he pull that shit off?" You know, so one hundred. Um, yeah. So that's a guy that I really respect. Uh, I respect Robert Rodriguez for you know oh. his come up story and uh, you know what he had to go through in regards to El Mariachi and his first project and right. uh, his just creative ingenuity yes um which i lend on a lot in regards to filmmaking in general as like a true independent gorilla yeah. um and then you know i like I, I love martin scorsese i love uh, steven spielberg i love i like all the great storytellers you know i'm i'm, I'm about uh, films and if it's great i love you dude i love you for it that I was so afraid that you're going to say one of those that your favorite movie is from the 20s and your favorite director is from the 1914. Like, you're going to be one of those guys? <laughs> no. Oh, my God, dude. I'm so sick of it. I love... This is it. Of course. Think about it. Everybody hates on Michael Bay and then everybody 
like wants to do a teal and orange look. Like everybody talks about the teal and orange look. Everybody wants to see a fireball in a movie. Like, come on, man, just admit it, enjoy it. Yeah. This is what movies are about, man. Like, right. I'm always so busy, like, working on stuff, and the only time I get some space to do something, I want to watch a big, huge movie, you know, where I can yeah. just feel the impact. I don't want to watch a movie that reminds me of, like, just a regular mundane life. Like, you know? Like, yesterday we were going to sit down and we were going to watch a movie, and my wife was like, what do you want to watch? I'm like, well, we were going to watch Marriage Story, but I'm like, I don't know if I'm feeling it, you know? Like, maybe we'll watch it in a month or two, but let's watch something else. Um, Absolutely. Brother, what are you currently watching? What are you hooked on right now? Uh, So I'm not not really a a hooked on guy when it comes to consuming content. Okay. Uh, Like, I don't binge watch. I don't do that. I'm... I'm using this time for development in regards to like the current project we're doing and, um, and other projects in general. But I did, um, believe it or not, I watched Armageddon last night for the first time ever. What? I loved it. Dude, it it's was so good. Fucking amazing. Yeah. It was so good. It's so, so, so good. good from the, from the get go. And, uh, and I also felt like a big, uh, I was like half, not halfway through, maybe like a quarter in, I was like, wow, I really, like, I took myself out of, the, out of the movie for a moment, and I was like, I'm really enjoying this as a viewer. Yeah. And yeah. I started saying to myself, why are you, what is the core elements that's making you truly enjoy it? And uh, I think one of the uh, things that, that struck out uh, or stuck out to me uh, in regards to the film was its pacing. It, it moves very fast. Uh the editing style it jumps you know and uh it's just it's just a great story great acting great visuals great everything um, go see it armageddon bang bang boom. you have to everybody everybody needs to because dude i am like i said i'm right there with you i like subtlety but sometimes i like it big when you talk about cinema like it just needs to freaking shock me and that's why i love scorsese too because most of his movies probably minus the silence most of his movies, they just start with a freaking bang and then they just hold up. It doesn't matter. It could be a three hour long film. Like so many people are hating on, you know, The Irishman. And I'm like, I enjoyed it because it still just goes on and on and on and things are happening. It's not like there's just 40 minutes of nothing, you know? That's right. Um, so I absolutely loved it. What I wanted to ask you is that for colorist editors, we got all these like, you know, online courses and all these things that we can use to actually work on the core skill. Um, do you have any recommendations for people that want to be producers and directors? Are there websites? Are there something that you recommend for people to start out? Let's just say if they don't have, you know, if they're not f- fortunate enough or at your level where they could be learning for, by doing, if they just, if they're just getting into it, what would you recommend? And even if it is doing something, what would that thing be? Uh, so I don't I don't have a uh, a go to um, class or a website or I know that there are those there's there's lots of that uh, online I uh, I don't explore them as much as I should to be honest I find I'm always trying to learn and observe and, and consume in regards to learning I'm a big fan of that uh, I just don't I don't have it specifically. I would say um, my advice in in order to succeed and and learn and grow would be to find uh, access to a camera, which we all have. If you have a smartphone, you got a camera. And uh, sharpening your tool. 
you know, and, and starting to create some sort of content, get in, you know, on an editing program and, and learn that. And, and the more you can learn, the more you can create, the better you're going to get. You're just going to grow as an artist. I think we all know that. All right, brother. Um, it's going to, it's going to, Instagram is going to cut us out because at one hour mark, it oh, cuts okay. us out. But what I want to, what I want to say is, uh, because I mean, people were like, so people are super stoked, you know, because I don't usually bring on producers and directors. And I, I'm just trying to think of something else that or if you can think of something, if I have a blinder here where we can just give people. OK, OK. So here's the question. Like when sometimes people go, hey, Kazi, I'm finishing up school. I want to be a director. I want to work in Hollywood. It, it was actually one of the questions here. I approached it as to you know, well, you got to do all these other things to get to that level because you're just not going to start out as director. But I am not a director. You are a director. So I know we touched base on it that you were like, you have done a couple of different things. But if you were to do it all over again, is there like a accelerated path to where you are? And would you recommend something there? Uh, so there's no uh, one clear path for anyone. Uh, you know, I could tell you, here's what I did. Here's what this guy did. Here's what that guy did. Um, you're, you're ultimately going to find your own way, some way, somehow. What I would recommend, uh, would be to get yourself into a larger system, a, uh, you know, a greater entity than yourself. So you can learn and, and grow and, and be able to utilize all of their, um, all of their equipment, their know-how, their knowledge, uh, and, and use that as a, a growing point uh, instead of trying to go at it on your own. It's, you know, it's, it's a tough road yeah. on your own, and you're going to learn a lot of firsthand mistakes that could be avoided if, uh, if, if you had some guidance in the process. Dude, absolutely love it. I have another question, and you can better answer it um, and because you're a producer as well. So somebody asked, uh, Bobby asked, like, how does Josh plan his camera lighting packages for his shoots? I talk with the DP. I mean, that's the most important. That's that for in regards to visuals. I, I believe in providing the correct tools necessary to those in different positions in order for them to achieve their greatest work. Uh, I think it's so important. It's vital. You can't give some guy a little tiny axe and say, here, go fight the world. You got to give them whatever they need. If, if they need this, then you give them that. Supply that. As a producer, that's your that's your role is to empower people to, to, uh, to give you what you need. So as a producer, then can do you – how often are the pushbacks happen where Justin goes, I need this, this, and that, and you go, well, you can only get these two and not this third thing? You know what? It's funny with uh, – with, uh, first of all, uh, Justin's just an incredible guy. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have to right, – uh, right. I wouldn't have to go back and forth very much you right. know, in regards to him. But I've taken the stance with this project where uh, what do you need? I'm going to provide it. What do you need? I'm going to provide it. And uh, everything from, you know, I, I just, I want to create uh, the greatest piece of cinema with this project than ever before. Uh, and in order to do that, I just have to find a way to, uh, to, to get the tools that we need and buy us the time that we need in order to create it. And it's, it's served us very well thus far. Love it. 
Another question is, is it possible to make it in the film industry without going to film school? Absolutely. You don't have to go to film school at all. Yeah, you don't have to, you just have to start plugging in. You just have to start knocking on doors, sending emails and, and finding your way any which way there's, you know, and, and not everybody has to be a director, a producer, a writer, a editor. There's a thousand different positions. So uh, find your niche, find your strength and, and go for it. All right, brother. Um, I think let's wrap it up. So can you please tell people where they can find you, where they can check out your stuff, your Instagram page? Go for it. Yeah, uh, you can find me at Josh A. Weber on Instagram. Uh, you can check out our our latest film, Isaac. Uh, Isaac, I-S-S-A-C dot uh, film, F-I-L-M, uh, uh, on Instagram. And uh, you can check out our company, Weber Films, Weber Studios. Um, we're here to stay, and we plan to bring you some incredible cinema in the future. Dude, love your attitude. <laughs> love your movie picks. You. We're going to be talking way yeah. more. Thank you so much for coming, okay. brother. Love you, man. Appreciate it. And thanks, everybody yeah, thank that joined. Really appreciate you all. All right. Yeah. Love you. See you guys. Guys, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with friends, subscribe to this channel, and I will see you in the next episode. Peace.